you ain't first, you're last. Football podcast, a podcast dedicated to our, if you're not first, you're last, fantasy football league. It's League Commissioner Alan Byrne alongside Burns Owen Byrne. Owen, what is shaking? Hi, Alan. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, lots to talk about this week on and off the field. Probably too much to be talking about off the field than you would like. Absolutely, absolutely. Lots of news going around the NFL. Uh, as we got through week four, uh, most notably COVID situations. Of course, COVID uh, uh, put down the Steelers and Titans game in week four. Uh, those guys went through a bye week, uh, but the Titans not out of the woods on. What's going on? No, not out of the woods, Alan. More, another positive test today. Uh, one, it was an inconclusive test apparently yesterday. It's come back as positive today. They now have 23 positive tests in the last two weeks from players and staff. And they are still outside of operations. Everything's closed. They're not supposed to be doing any in-person activities. Jeez, that is rough. That is rough. And that could lead to their second uh, suspended game in a row, possibly. You know, it's on the cards. Um and the NFL were quick to kind of reshuffle the bye weeks and what have you, but if this is an ongoing issue, particularly with one franchise as we're seeing here, it could get awful messy and could, you know, lead to a an 18th week, you know, which could affect uh, people with Titans players on their rosters. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, for like huge implications on the fantasy side, obviously. Um, I think that is in the league's um, backup plans to potentially extend the regular season, which it'll play havoc with the fantasy, but if we get to watch the football, I'll be happy enough. Um, it's <laughs> it's tricky because it's just one team. I mean, the NFL did a good job of reshuffling things quickly last week, getting in the bye week and all. But, I mean, clearly there's something... They're doing something wrong in Tennessee here. I mean, it's it's getting it's getting beyond ridiculous now. There's only been three or four other spot players, other than the Titans, and you know what I mean. The league is crumbling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Whatever they're doing there, they're not, as you say, doing it right. Yeah. Uh, you know, they need to get it together quickly. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Uh, they do. Other big news around the NFL saw Bill O'Brien sacked as head coach, play caller, and uh, GM of the uh, Houston Texans. God, three firings in one day. Tough going. But hopefully yeah. that'll uh, hopefully that'll shake up the Texans going forward and, uh, you know, they might... Uh, well, look, they've been competitive the last few years. They seem to win their division, but their division was, was fairly trashed there for a long time. Uh, but, you know, just couldn't get it done in the playoffs, and uh, Deshaun Watson uh, being wasted away a little bit there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, some uh, poor off-season moves compounded by some uh, a terrible start to the season. Just what has been Bill O'Brien been essentially doing there? Texas fans have been up in arms since the Hopkins trade. I mean, if that... After that trade, if he didn't start hot, he, was he always going to be sacked? I think so. Yeah, probably, probably. And and the the, uh, the issue for the new head coach and the new GM going in there is that next year, their first and second round picks belong to the Miami Dolphins, you know, so they don't yeah. even have that to play with. That is for sure. Now, it's definitely a bonus that they have. The quarterback scenario is sorted there, so, I mean, it's yeah. not it's not complete fire it's not a total shit show there but still it's not a nice position to be it's not even nice for the owner to try and go out and look for a head coach saying hey, this is what we have 
these are the picks you have to use for the next couple of years. I mean, you know, it's not a good sales pitch to try and get Absolutely. one of those top guys Absolutely. out there. Yeah, nearly favourite is Josh McDaniels because of his uh, his uh, knowledge and friendship with uh, the guy Easterby who's in there overseeing things at the moment. Uh, also been linked with uh, Lincoln Riley, Alabama, not off to a good start uh, in college and uh, he, he could be the man uh, to take it over there too, you know. Yeah, well, you know, Josh McDaniels might take the job and then um, not take the job at the last minute again, like he did with the Colts. <laughs> Possibly, possibly, you know, those dirty New England guys, you know. Yeah, but it's uh, Romeo Cannell that'll be, uh, Cornell that'll be stepping in there for, for the uh, short term. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, former uh, former defensive coordinator at the Patriots, former head coach of the Browns, you know, he's got some pedigree, you know, he's at the Texans a long time too, so they all know him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, look, <laughs> best to look to them. Yeah, uh, other big news is that uh, Dwayne Haskins has been uh, cut as the starting quarterback of the Washington football team and the word is he's not even got into second place he's been dropped into third place so um, Kyle Allen will start this weekend being backed up by by uh, Alex Smith so uh, it's a big fall from grace from Haskins 15th overall pick a year ago uh, it just hasn't worked out for him, you know. It hasn't worked out for him, and uh, it's it doesn't seem like it's all on the field stuff either. I mean, he seems a bit of yeah. a nuisance. Remember that game last year where he thought the game was over. He was taking pictures with fans and all this kind of stuff, and he was supposed to go out and take the knee and send on the backup. I mean, yeah. like yeah. he doesn't yeah. even know what's going on in his own, the game he's playing. Like you know, what I mean, he's a nuisance. Yeah. Yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't look good. But he hasn't shown any of the promise yeah. on field either. Like, he's been no. very jittery. Do you know what I mean? He was fumbling the ball, handing it off last week. I mean, it's he's he's yeah. had his struggles. The concentration just doesn't seem to be there. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, uh, you know, there was a big uh, hullabaloo over Daniel Jones' pick uh, to New York and why wasn't it Haskins, etc. Um well, Daniel Jones also has his problems. I think he looks like a much better quarterback, you know, if he had a bit more of a, a good offensive line. He, he's shown he's able to throw the ball, you know, and, uh, you know, he still needs a bit of work, but uh, seemingly seems to be streets ahead of Haskins. Oh, for sure. Plus, he's a grown-up, like he's an adult. You know what I mean? Haskins is like a teenager running around the place, whereas, yeah. you know, Daniel Jones is... You know, smile, nice hair, you know what I mean? Come over to the side. He's not getting bent out of shape or anything like, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, you're, uh, absolutely. You're your Eli Manning type. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, thankfully, um, while there were some injuries uh, this weekend, it wasn't as bad as previous weeks. Um Guys like Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb went down or gone to IR, but hopefully in the short term, but could be you could be looking for uh, four to six to eight weeks for each of those guys to be out. Yeah, for sure, it's um, not not too many in the season-ending category. Just that Eckler and Chubb are two of the bigger names. Um, it's just you just have to pivot now for a couple of weeks till they come back, really. Yeah, that's um, but it. they'll be that's re- as reliable as ever when they do come back. I mean, it's just just a waiting game with them, really. No doubt, no doubt. All right, we've lots to get into for the rest of the podcast today. Uh, we're going to look at our usual weekly matchup rundown, and then we're going to do we're going to we're going to look back at the NFL uh, or at our fantasy draft, and we are going to look at. Uh, what picks have been good and what picks have been bad through four weeks and uh, we might continue to do this periodically throughout the season uh, just to see how things shake out. Uh, so let's dive right into it. Last week's uh, weekend of four, done and dusted with a double uh, game night on Monday seeing the Chiefs defeat the Pats and Packers defeat the Falcons. Monday night also brought defeats in our, own, in our, in our fantasy league. 
Uh, our game of the week saw a high-scoring shootout between Remember the Tight Ends and Easy Company 101. Remember the Tight Ends took control of the game on Sunday with 20-plus per point performances from Jackson, Allen, Davis, Andrews, Parker and Fuller. All six hitting the 20-point mark. Easy Company 101 kept in touch with big games from Mary Cooper, Alan Robinson and Chris Carson. We headed to Monday night with Easy Company having White, Kelsey and the Chiefs D all in action and they were favourites needing only 47.29 points combined. The Chiefs D held up their end but Kelsey and White had quiet evenings and Easy Company came up agonisingly 1.39 points short of the victory. Remember the tight ends, take a tight one. And both teams end the weekend with a 2-2 two and two record. Oh. Oh, big game here. A real high scoring here. Uh, the two highest scores of the weekend, both teams uh, would have beaten anyone else in the league. So, in a sense, easy company. Uh, unlucky in that regard. Um, took, took the punt with Nick Foles. As a Bears fan, I would not have taken that punt. Um... Uh, a story in this one for Remember the Tight Ends is Kenyon Drake is continually letting him down. Uh, maybe time to yep. pivot off him. Um, Easy Company 101 went with the rookie, Troutman, at tight end. Interesting decision. Then offered him to me in a trade uh, that was swiftly rejected as he looked for DJ Shark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Bet the best defense in the, in the week, the Chiefs, really uh, kept him in. It was a really tight game. Came down to the wire. Which, yeah, which is surprising for the Chiefs D up against uh, the Ravens. But, uh, oh, sorry, I got up against the Patriots. But, obviously, without uh, without Cam Newton, uh, the Patriots uh, really couldn't put it together. So, uh, yeah, big scores for them. But, uh, as I said, just yeah, that so short. Yeah, that's... A difficult scenario there for the Patriots, really. Like, without their starting quarterback, having to travel to Kansas City on the day. Um, I think it really showed, even in for both teams, even in the early parts of that game, they just there was definitely other things on the players' minds there in the first half. It was a slow, slow game. Yeah, it was. It was. For the first time this season, the blowout of the week does not land. On the unhappy holidays, but rather shaken big took a whopping at the hands of the Nina football team. The football team came out of the blocks Thursday night on the back of Melvin Gordon, Kamara, and a monster outing from OBJ piled it on Sunday night, and shaken big had to watch as his beloved AA Ron put him to the sword on Monday night. Mike Evans and Carson Wentz put up respectable games, but seven spots failed to hit 15 points for shaken big. Four of those failed to hit double digits and shockingly, wide receiver one heading into the weekend, Calvin Ridley registered a goose egg as the Cheeseheads D piled on the paint Monday night. Woof. Things aren't getting any easier for shaking big as Nick Chubb is heading to IOR for the next few weeks. Nasty. A 45.86 point demolition sees the Nina football team back to winning ways and move to 3-1. Shake and Bake sends some deja vu and sit towards the bottom of the table at 1-3. Oh. Yeah, uh, big, uh, big disappointments on Keane's team here again. Uh, he's going to be pretty disappointed with Chubb going down. But the goose eggs from Ridley, I mean, just came out of nowhere. You know, he got he only yeah. got five targets and then he didn't catch any of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In a poor poor show. That's showing. it. Well look. Matt Ryan played poorly. Calvin Ridley played poorly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Julio Jones played poorly. You know, it was just it was just a bad night for the Falcons, you know, but but uh, I didn't even realise watching the highlights that, that really actually didn't make a catch until I saw uh, until I saw the matchup the following following day. Yeah. Uh, Nina football team were really happy finally Odell Beckham showing what Odell can do uh, mm. he, he played pretty well actually uh, it was a lovely pass from Jarvis Landry for a touchdown yeah and a lovely but run. it was a really a really really yeah really good third to touchdown uh, that run from the halfway line even 
he should have been tackled in the backfield, but he seemed to escape that and then just kind of skate through everyone. Yeah, yeah. that that good Dallas good. that Dallas defense is trash. They have no Ooh, imagination whatsoever. None. Like they, yeah. the Browns took got, got around the corner at any any point they wanted the other night, and it really any time there was any sort of misdirection, like those runs or the Landry pass, like they didn't Dallas didn't know what to do. They couldn't deal with it. They are really struggling. Yeah. They're they are they trash. Are struggling. Yeah. And Dak is not good enough to get them out of that trouble. Even though he's slinging it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're trash. Well, saving, saving shake and bake from the cellar this week are the unhappy Gallides who lost their fourth straight out the gate, this time at the hands of my own unnecessary roughness team. Unnecessary roughness saw Mixon finally wake up and put in a week leading 42.1 points. A good job too because I didn't have another player to eclipse 20 points. Albeit Jeff Wilson put up what was the only stinker for my team. Despite being well ahead in the scoreboard most of Sunday, the sleeper odds were against a win for unnecessary roughness, and needing just 40 points from Matty Ice and CEH on Monday night, form would say that the unhappy Galladays were storming back for the W. Alas, both players had underwhelming games and ended up well shy of the win in the end. Unnecessary roughness staying in the pack at 2-2. Two and two. At 0-4, the unhappy Galladay's already seeing their playoff hopes begin to flicker. What do you think, Owen? Yeah, a uh, big breakout for you for uh, Joe Mixon, finally, this week. Uh, stay, yeah. stay in the course. He's uh, he's finally done it. Um, they're picking up a nice win there at Jacksonville. I uh, saw lots. Yeah. They leaned on him a lot more, I thought. He got the 25 carries. He caught six passes as well. I mean, that helps his fantasy side of things. But just in terms of him playing for the Bengals and the Bengals trying to be, you know, a good team, they need to lean as much as they can on Mixon. To this, well, absolutely. Uh, Look, uh, they, they, as you say, they leaned on him this week and, and gave less work to uh, Giovanni Bernard. And, you know, look what happened. Mixon had a field day. Bengals win. Bernard got very little. Yeah. You know, this, and uh, it has, like, has to be the way it goes. We, weeks past, we've seen Burrow have over 50 passing attempts. Like, I mean, not only not can you not do that with a rookie, you can't do that with any quarterback. You can't be asking. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Like, no, the no. Chiefs don't be asking Mahomes to draw 50 times. And he's the best in the business. No. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. yeah. If you're not balanced, yeah, you can't win. I agree. And, and Mixon, Mixon is one of the best in the game. I mean, yeah, well, I don't know why you haven't been leaning on him all the time. I don't. It's baffling. They do it once and he blows up. It's great for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the unhappy Galladay's after a rough start. Yeah, they sure are. Still, um, still no moving and shaking. Still getting let down by the likes of AJ Green. Matt Ryan was poor this week. Uh, Mark Ingram just is not a weekly start. I mean, it's... Edward Solaire is probably not to pick. He was hoping he'd be... Do you know what I mean? It's He's having a tough time there. Yeah. As I was saying the other night, yeah. Edward Solaire is in danger of losing the goal line work. He just can't get in. Yeah. This has yeah. been a couple he's of weeks now. a few now. efforts now and just... Yeah. His only yeah. touchdown has come from a from a long run out, you know, and uh, he's had he's had chances in the red zone. Yeah, he's just not been able to put them away. Yeah. Uh, he's they yeah. they're gonna they're they're surely looking into getting a bigger back there for that goal line work. Yeah, they and could. He's they'll good. instantly kill his fancy value too. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. Our game four saw the undefeated league leaders, the Cleveland Steamers, come up against tough opposition in the form of Sundays or for the Boyds. In the need of a win, Sundays are for the Boyds came out swinging with Cook, Stafford and Thielen that sent them on their way to a lead they wouldn't give up. And all this while actually starting an injured player in the form of Devontae Adams. The Cleveland Steamers, on the other hand, were stung with bad performances and the injury bug once more. 
Wilson McLaren and a returning DJ Chark tried to help them keep pace, but six players failed to reach double digits, and Eckler was lost to IR. A bad day all around. Tyreek the Freak put some shine on a Monday night as Sunday's Herfurda Boyds moved to an even 2-2. Two two. The Cleveland Steamers suffered their first loss and lose first place, ending at 3-1. Owned? Yeah, uh, I had a tough... I had a, I was up against it all week. Uh, the injury bug, Austin Eckler, is, is killing me. It hurts my soul. Hurts my soul. Um... <laughs> The one, the real uh, player that I have that's is being concerning is Robert Woods. I mean, some yeah. weeks he's getting loads, and then the next week he's getting nothing. Like it's so, it's so up and down, and inconsistent, and I was so excited for him this year. Yeah, and absolutely, just, absolutely. You know what I mean, I'm getting no consistency. It's nice to see DJ Chark back, uh, back this week after that chest injury he had week four, and he lit it up two touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's he no, well. he, he is well. no longer on the trade block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. shocked. I'm shocked. On Ben's side of things, he mercifully didn't replace Devontae Adams with the game already in the bag. Thank you, Ben. That's very nice of you. Um, <laughs> Adrian Peterson didn't have a great week for him, but pretty much after that across the board, he was uh, flying high. Tyler Boyd looks good in that... Uh, in the Bengal offense, it seems to be him and T. Higgins now, and AJ Green waiting in the wind, really. Absolutely, yeah. AJ Green's uh, time is done. I I feel you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, last but by no means least, Game Five was like a copy of the Cowboys v Browns game on Sunday. You had the Dallas fan in Debt to the Future, and on the Brown side, you had Batshit. Deck to the Future saw another huge game from Dak, with Murray and the Rams D chipping in with 20 burgers. That is where it ended. Eight players failed to hit 15 points. Five of those failing to hit 10, with Giovanni Bernard, as we talked about earlier, only logging 1.9 points, and a goose egg from Brandon Cooks. Woof! On the flip side, the batshit draft merchants saw a rampaging return of Kittle, along with a Monday glut of points from Mahomes, Jones and Gurley, and took an easy W, much like the Browns did. Burn. Back to the future, back in the pack at 2-2. Two and two. A three-game win streak sees the batshit draft merchants shoot to the top of the table. 3-1. and one. What do you think? Okay, so let's start. Here's another Bengals scenario. The Dallas Cowboys. 58 passing attempts from Dak the other day. Now, they have Zeke Elliott, obviously, in their backfield. How many carries did he have? 12. What are they doing? They can't manage the yeah. game. Their defense is shit. They should be trying to run down the clock way quicker than they are. They should be leading yeah. on the run. Zeke's... You could, I could argue that Zeke is the best running back in the league. Now, I know he's probably not... But you can make an argument that he is. Ah, he's he, well. Look, he's in the he's in the top three, you know. Yeah. Um, as, but, as an all rounder, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. And like, there's just this whole let's lean on deck, let's sling it business. I mean, they're killing themselves. Mike McCarthy doesn't know what he's doing. He's t- he's so yeah. old school. Their defense is fucked. The, They're shit. The, yeah, the defense is very poor. You know, because yeah. they, their offense is, is so good that if their defense was good, they'd nearly be unbeatable. You know what I mean? Their defense but, needs uh, to be average and they could be unbeatable. They're I know, and, and look, this, this is really where the Chiefs found themselves a couple of years ago. Their offense was absolutely flying. Their defense was terrible. And they couldn't get it done when they needed to get it done. Last year, their defense again started out not too great. But their offense was so good was keeping them afloat. They were getting the wins where the Cowboys are not getting the wins right now. Yeah. Uh, and then their defense got better and better and better. And suddenly, you know, they're yeah. hoisting yeah. the Lombardi. Yeah, they already had... can't see it with the Cowboys right now. but you No, know. no. They are 
they're, they're just not going well. They're not going well. Uh, Gio Bernard also, you know, we mentioned that already, that he uh, saw way less, target, uh, way less of the game, which was probably a good thing for the Bengals. Not a good thing here for uh, Back to the Future. Uh, T.Y. Hilton continues to struggle to even get targets. P. Rivers is just not liking T.Y. What T.Y. is about. Five targets again this week. Only three of them caught. And yeah, Brandon Cooks let down as well. Deshaun Watson hasn't really been up to scratch. The Texans, as we mentioned earlier in the news section, are a shit show at the moment. Uh, on, on, on the... Yeah. The batshit side, they picked up another win, moved to 3-1, top of the pile. Top of the pile. They're the high-scoring team, so that moves them uh, to the top of the business. Aaron Jones continues to be brilliant for them. Finally, a nice week yep. from Gurley, but yep. maybe a little bit of smoke and mirrors there with the two touchdowns really helping him out. Well, of course. Of course, that's what it's all about for Gurley now. You know, if he he's not going to be putting up 150 170 yards and scrimmage like Aaron Jones is on a week in week out basis so you'd be happy enough with Gurley putting in 50 60 yards and grabbing a couple of touchdowns you know what I mean that's 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 where his goal is going to be now you know yeah I know but you're you really will be relying on him touchdowns yeah I think he had 62 yards total last week yeah from 17 18 touches something like that but it's the two touchdowns that makes the week look good it's a bit of smoke and mirrors there. I'd be careful. Kittle. Go. Kittle That's was it. back. That was the big one. Oh, in a big way. In a big way. God, Do you smell what the... Oh, different gravy. Different gravy. But as I said to you, a little bit of uh, a little bit of the Raiders 2.0. 15 targets for Kittle. Yeah. That's, that's a f- phenomenal amount. But they don't... They- at least uh, they got uh, they got Debo back, but obviously he's not fully healthy. But their their wide receivers are not even receivers really. You know they're kind of gadget players almost, and yeah. I think that's the reason why if they really wanted a, a real target wide receiver, they would have taken CD Lamb in the draft. But that's not the guy they wanted. They wanted Brandon Ayuk. They wanted a guy who's going to run after the catch, who's going to they're going to dial up some plays, game in open space, you know. Yeah. Uh, because Lamb looks like an absolute machine, you know. But uh, now look, this is the way they want to play it, and <laughs> it's working out okay, you know. So uh, you know, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Uh, it's funny. Just, All right. Uh, here's uh, some little extra side note for you. So. Uh, Kittle had 15 targets he caught all of them the other night and Nick Mullins had 18 completions 15 of them were to uh, were to Kittle nice and then there was some, someone asked someone asked uh, someone asked Kyle Shannon in the in the press that could uh, could Jimmy G's bad performances mean he could be replaced by Nick Mullins and Kyle Shannon almost laughed at the question. <laughs> he did, and that, and that was before uh, that was before last week's game. So, yeah. and Nick Mullins obviously had a nightmare and cost us the game. Probably, you know, better came in, played okay, but we're in too big a hole at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll stay going. We'll stay going. And okay, we soon. look ahead to week five. Week 5, Unnecessary Roughness, take on Deck to the Future. Two teams at 2-2 two and two looking to get into the positive win column. The 3-1 and one Nina football team take on a 2-2 two and two Sundays are for the Boyds. Both teams with wins in Week 4, looking to keep the ball rolling into Week 5. Cleveland Steamers take on Remember the Tight Ends. Cleveland Steamers suffering their first defeat this weekend, looking to bounce back. The Unhappy Galladays take their own four records. Take on Easy Company 101. Who are also looking for a win to move into positive figures. And finally, League Toppers. The Batshift Draft Merchants are 3-1. They take on the 1-3 Shake and Bake. So that's how Week 5 is lining up. 
For now, we're going to take our first deep dive of the season to check out our, our league draft. Uh, and what we've done here is that we've looked at rounds 1 through 10. We've picked a consensus best pick in each round, a consensus worst pick in each round. And then we're going to talk about some other good picks and bad picks for the final 12 rounds. Um, so we're going to kick it off with uh, the best pick of round one we see so far. Best value, most points has come uh, from Alvin Kamara. Yeah, super Camario, taking care of business on a weekly basis. Absolutely, absolutely. He's uh, and we all we all kind of said at the time uh, that having him drop even to where where he was picked. So he was picked at number seven, six, six. Picked at number six. Um, you know, we thought that was that was good value. You know, good value uh, getting him at six. Um, and he's proved it to be that way. You know, he's he's just a machine. Yeah, he's definitely. fully healthy. Uh, definitely good value. But I remember at the time of the draft, it was Ian was concerned when he picked him because the contract scenario hadn't been sorted yet. There was unrest there within. It seemed from the outside there was unrest within the Saints organization and Camara because he just wanted to be paid yeah. and hadn't got yet. But then he got his money and he's been lighting it up ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so when we checked out this list, uh, as far as worst picks goes, we've tried to avoid players who um, have seen a lot of injury time. Because obviously, you could easily pick on uh, first round picks, McCaffrey, Barkley and Thomas, who have all seen... Uh, Lots of injury time. Barkley gone for the season, of course. Uh, so we're kind of staying away from those guys. Um, essentially, they're not all bad picks. It just hasn't quite worked out. So our consensus worst pick is uh, Derek Henry. At the seventh pick. Why is that, Owen? Uh, why I have selected Derek Henry here is he doesn't he's not one that he's not a receiving back so he's very more heavily dependent on touchdowns now they had the surprise bye week last week so they've only played three games he's got two touchdowns in those three games but they both came in the same game so it's kind of for a first round pick it's disappointing you're going to be disappointed with his week if he doesn't score a touchdown because he's not getting the reception points for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, in his... You know, he just about hit double digits in week one. He didn't hit double digits in week two against Jacksonville. And as you say, his two touchdowns uh, in week three uh, put him up at 25 points. But take those away, he's back at 13. You know, as you say, for a first-round pick, uh, you'd want, you'd be a little disappointed. And if he doesn't get the touch, those touchdowns, then... Uh, yeah, he's relying on, on those big 100, 200-yard games that he was getting last year, but you don't know how, how many of those he's going to actually go, you know? Yeah, for sure. If like if your, if your first-round pick is not getting you 20-plus points every single week, you're going to be disappointed with them on the weeks they're not. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You want them to be locked in, and without the touchdowns being there, they've actually been just relying more on the pass game there in Tennessee, which is... Kind of surprised everyone, I think, a little bit, but uh, they've been taking care of business so far. All right, we'll look around, uh, look into uh, round number two. Consensus best pick of round two is Nook. DeAndre Hopkins taken uh, with the fourth pick of the second round by Depth to the Future. Yeah, it's agreeable. Uh, it's been surprisingly good I mean I definitely I personally had my concerns about him new team new system all that kind of stuff but I mean slipped in seamlessly and showing he's one of the best Absolutely. in the business yeah I, I I was surprised he was taken as the third receiver off the board Um, uh, thought he may have kind of fallen into the third round Uh, but no taking third overall 
I, at the time, thought it wasn't a good pick, but it's turned out to be a great pick. You know? Uh, he really has, yeah. as I said. Yeah, he's a total agreed. target hog. He's really clicked with Murray early. And, uh, yeah, he's he's got the best hands in the business, you know? Yeah. Oh, anywhere, anywhere within a metre of him, man, it's, it's yeah. caught. It's yeah. just... He's too good. He's too he sure good. sure is. He's unmarked. He is, too. yeah, yeah. But he and, he and he gets open a lot, you know. They've really designed some good stuff for him there in, in, in Arizona that he catches a lot of passes. There's no one around him. You're like, yeah. why is no one marking the best player in the field? You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, why why don't they have two yeah. people on him? But it's the, it's That's the scheme. It. That's it. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury's doing a yeah, good job there. Yeah. Uh, our consensus worst pick of the first round, our second round is uh, is Kenyon Drake, which we alluded to earlier on uh, talking about the game. He, uh, on the flip side for Arizona, has been a major disappointment. Um, look, he had some games towards the end of last season where you know he really went off the chain, and uh, you were hoping he was going to carry that through. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't showed pedigree of that before, so. I'm 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 not wholly surprised, but given the system, on the flip side, I'm a little surprised he's not doing better than he is. But I'm not wholly surprised uh, that it, that he has been a disappointment in the main. What do you think? Uh, I was definitely more on the the hype train than you were. I was excited for him this year. Excited to see what he was gonna do, and I mean he's been a letdown, but also. Like he doesn't get he doesn't get goal line work things like that that really hurt him in the fancy yeah. side of things like Murray Murray kills his goal yeah. line work because Murray runs the them in himself or attempts to run them in himself and all that kind of stuff it's easier to drop back to pass when you know if the run is there Murray can go for it rather than just commit yeah. to a run yeah play. absolutely do you know what I mean you but that's and that's what happens when you get these running quarterbacks like Murray. Like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, those kind of things, they end up kind of sniping the, the goal work from the running back. But even with the the carries and and opportunities that Drake has had, he hasn't been doing it really. He hasn't been doing it, and uh, he's definitely he's definitely a killer on the fantasy yeah. side. Yeah, sure is. Um, into round three, best pick consensus is running back Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers, and of the bat shift. That shit draft merchants who took him in the fourth pick in the third round, um, as his RB one, and he has certainly turned into an RB one probably uh, himself and and Kamara at the top of the RB standings through four weeks. Uh, he's you know he's having a, he's having another great season. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- this was the guy that I thought would definitely come back on what he showed last season thought the uh the touchdowns would probably come back a bit and stuff but uh, he's going from strength to strength really i mean he's having a cracking he's had a cracking start to the season yeah. so it's hard to see him slowing down that's now. it well the packers offense is rolling you know and without Devonte adams Aaron jones is the main man yeah for sure for sure now they they are williams got a lot of work there the other the other day almost the entire second quarter was Jamal Williams, which was a bit yeah. odd, but maybe they're just looking towards uh, the rest of the season. That's seat. it, and they were under no great pressure against the Falcons either, so it's easy to spread it around, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Consensus worst Good pick point. of round three was picked by the Nina football team, who took Leonard Fournette, who was quickly dropped by the Jacksonville Jaguars um, after the draft. Uh, ended up in Tampa Bay, where he is not even the starting running back. He's 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 the second fiddle to Ronald Jones. Uh, while he had a, a huge game against Carolina in Week Two, he has only got four point one points in the other three games uh, on on the schedule. Uh, which is a huge disappointment as his RB2, he's going to be uh, probably lucky to be an RB3 or RB4 come the end of the season. Yeah, agreed. Even even that one big week, I mean, the the box score, I suppose, on that game 
tells a different story to the actual like he had that one big 70 plus yard run for a touchdown I mean that just spikes your stats yeah. doesn't it yeah uh, outside of that he didn't really do a huge amount plus it's Bruce Arians is funny when it comes to running backs like I mean miss one block fumble once and you're on the bench I mean do you know what I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a flip flop between him and and Jones there for for yeah, the season absolutely like he could he there at the weekend Jones dropped a good few uh, a good few passes for that if he was there he would have been played a lot more because of that but uh, you know if you miss one block or one fumble like I said you're on the bench yeah. Arians doesn't miss he around does not. there he does not alright let's move into round number four so heading into week four the wide receiver one was Calvin Ridley who got taken at uh, the third pick of the fourth round by Shake and Bake but following his goose egg it turns out that Amari Cooper is the top-rated player from uh, from round four, taken uh, round four, pick number one by AZ Company one on one. Yeah, Amari uh, Cooper, he's been the 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 upside for Amari Cooper has been that the fucking like we said earlier, Dallas have just been slinging it, putting it all in Dak's hands, and their defense is shit. So he's definitely reaping the rewards of that, and it's also showing even for the uh, the other receivers like uh, C D Lamb in particular. Yeah, I mean they're just getting a lot more. They're getting huge targets because they're passing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They pass fifty plus times again at the weekend. I mean it's crazy. It is, and and Amari is getting all. He's getting most of the targets. His targets through four weeks: fourteen, nine, twelve, sixteen. His catches. 10, 6, 9, 12. That's huge numbers, you know? You yeah, know, he's, yeah. he's only caught... I mean, probably not sustainable for the season, but... I mean, definitely off the hot start. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, he hasn't been scoring any touchdowns. He's only got the one, but... His target share, his target numbers are, are, are keeping him high up there week on week. So he's, he's, he's the best pick. Yeah. Yeah. Our worst pick of round four... We have settled on my pick of DJ Moore. Now, there are players in this list, uh, such as Mark Ingram not having a great year. Mark Andrews a bit up and down. Uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously injured uh, for most of the season so far. Uh, But DJ Moore has been a disappointment. Uh, He hasn't been uh, really the target hog that they thought he was going to be uh, leading into the season. Yeah, for sure. There was there was definitely a couple of candidates uh, in this round for the worst pick, but yeah, DJ Moore really hasn't. He hasn't stood out as he hasn't even stood out as the player he was yeah. last year. I mean, probably surprising a lot of people there is the amount of work Robbie Anderson is getting. I mean, maybe he was a little bit the forgotten player, playing in a shit Jets team. And now that it's a little more steady where he is now, he's able to uh, he's able to shine a bit more. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater has just he's just a steady quarterback. He's not he's not going to win you too many games, but he's not going to lose you too many yeah. games. Yeah. Do you know? So it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard there with that with that scenario too. But definitely DJ Moore has been a letdown. He's uh he's definitely been a hassle to have in your starting lineup more than. Yeah, more than absolutely. Into round five. Best pick of round five was the last pick of round five. Two rounds in a row. Easy company one on one getting the top man. Stefan Diggs lighting it up with the Buffalo Bills and in sync with Josh Allen. They're off to a stormer. Yeah, this is the story of Josh Allen, really. He's been slinging it and he's got a big arm and. Diggs loves the downfield run, so I mean he's getting catches, he's getting big yards, and he's getting touchdowns. But probably more a story of Josh Allen being unexpectedly great than, uh, you know, Diggs being uh, spectacular yeah. himself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, worst player uh, on this round. There is a trio of tight ends taken in the middle of this round. 
Rob Gronkowski, Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz. All huge disappointments for their teams. Um, Zach Ertz, you would have thought, was the main, you know, one of the top tight ends in the league. Really hasn't shown it this year. Hasn't hit 20 points combined. Evan Ingram, coming back off some uh, injuries last year, just about into double digits. But Rob Gronkowski has total 8.8 points total through four weeks. Woof. <laughs> oh, woof is right. Yeah, these three tight ends. I mean, with Ertz, it's been a thing of the Eagles aren't performing at all. They're decimated on the O-line. I mean, they just... They can't string anything together. Wentz is fighting for his life all the time. Um, Ingram, with Ingram, it's uh, the, like the Giants are run the gauntlet start the season. Um, so it's really hard for them to find any sort of rhythm. It's Danny Dimes isn't getting any time with any of the teams they're playing. They lost Barkley. I mean, they're under the cosh. But, I mean, Gronkowski being picked here in the fifth round. I mean, what a reach. Yeah. I mean, he's just been dreadful he seems to just be there to block uh, they're not targeting him really and a majority of his points came in the one yeah. week and that was still only what two two three yeah, catches absolutely. or something I mean yeah it's been very bad it. but he's not the player he's not the player of old but I think people kind of forgot that the last time we saw him playing he wasn't the player yeah. of old either yeah no he certainly uh, he didn't he didn't go out on a high and come back. He went out on a low yeah. and came yeah. back. Absolutely, and kind of dropped some weight for his wrestling career, and he's probably not the, uh, you know, the player he was. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, moving on to yeah. round you know six, and despite a uh, a quiet week four, the best player in round six so far has been Tyler Lockett, who's been lighting it up with uh, with Russ. Um, He's had uh, he's had a good start to the season. Four touchdowns through four weeks and uh, and plenty of points. For sure, remember uh, Lockett being kind of underrated in a lot uh, in a lot of places during draft season. Uh, people just seemed to forget about him. It seemed to be all about DK Metcalf, but he's still the number one there and. Do you know what I mean? Similar enough in the dig scenario, Russ has just been lighting it up and everybody's benefiting from yeah, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to the worst, round six is uh, one of those rounds. A lot of injuries, Juju, DJ Shark, AJ Brown, Cortland Sutton, all seeing injuries, um, you know, in the first few weeks of the season. So we have a consensus pick as Deshaun Watson taken by Sundays are for the Boyds. Has been a disappointment so far. Considered to be one of the top QBs in the league. Um, he's done okay, but uh, it isn't kind of lighting it up like the likes of Wilson or, or Murray or Dak or Mahomes. Or... No, no. Uh, definitely, obviously, we said earlier lost uh, their biggest weapon in DeAndre Hopkins. Haven't looked like any sort of offense really he's fighting for his life on every snap essentially and this was definitely one where he's not even at the moment ranked as a, a number one quarterback on the year so he um, the expectations were a lot higher and that's why he slipped as our uh, worst that's it I role. mean he's averaging in around 18 points a game which is which isn't bad but two picks later, uh, Kyler Murray was taken, and he's averaging more than twenty-five a game. You know, and that's that's the difference uh, we're talking about down here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving right. on, right. round seven. Best pick of round seven was the first pick of round seven. Remember, the tight ends picked quarterback Josh Allen, who's been absolutely lights out from the start of the season. Buffalo Bills four and zero, and this guy is. Uh, Looks like he's taken a major step forward. Yeah, for sure. Looks um, 
less itchy in the less itchy in the pocket. Um, his runs, his his decision making from when to run, when to pass has definitely gotten a lot better. Um, he's getting a, he's running in a lot of the goal line work, taking it away from the running backs, something we alluded to earlier. He's stealing those, so he's been great for fantasy in particular. But even lighting up the league, he's doing. He's been playing great, and uh, and the Bills look the real the sure real do. deal at the they minute. Sure do, and. Uh, it's either next week or the week after they play the Chiefs. That's going to be a bit of a shootout. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a, a good game. Is it? Could be next. They're, they're due to play. It's going to be interesting to see now this weekend they're due to play the Titans. Yeah. What happens? Because that game, it'll be an entire reshuffle if that game was, they're, you know, they're talking about postponing that game to Monday or Tuesday, but the Bills are actually due on Thursday night next week. So they'll have to reshuffle several yeah. things, and uh, it it could be uh it could be a little shaky there. We could end up with no turns yeah. in the game next yeah. week. We'll see how that works out. Okay, worst pick of round seven was taken by Deck to the Future. This is the third time we've picked on Deck to the Future uh, through seven rounds, uh, but the pick of T Y Hilton here really hasn't worked out either. Um. A presumptive number one wide receiver again has the bones of 16 points total through four weeks. Really not seen much work from the new Philip Rivers uh, offense. Um, he and, and he's been poor. You know, he's been poor. Again, um, a shadow of his former self. Yeah, this is uh, it's been surprising. Uh, there was definitely high hopes placed around a lot of the Colts players this year. The Colts themselves looked locked on to um, make a good run of things. They haven't been doing too badly, but in fantasy terms, you're definitely being let down by a lot yeah. of their players. T.Y. Hilton, uh, Jonathan Taylor, even now that Mac is gone, he's not getting all the work. It's just, it's been a bit weird. It's... It's an odd, you're never comfortable playing them, I don't feel yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Hilton's just, he's not even getting the targets, whatever P. Rivers' problem is. Yeah, Who knows? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, as we move on to round number eight, we have a consensus pick of the best pick being the first pick, and that is Easy Company 101. Um with their uh their second uh their second pick of the best picks we've we've chosen are the third their third of the first eight rounds that we've picked along with Cooper and Diggs uh, yeah. is Kareem Hunt uh, who has been an effective part of the Browns offense uh will see will move into the starting role with uh with Chubb down albeit they've brought in a couple of other uh uh, running backs who who got a lot of play at the weekend, so Hunt will still be, I think, used as much as he has been. He won't get more work than he had. He'll just get it earlier, probably in the games. But uh, but he he he's been good. He's an outstanding running back. He's catching the ball. He's scoring touchdowns. What more do you want? Yeah, it's it's definitely the second half has been has been his to play with. Uh, so far this season and as you said it'll probably just be the first half now rather than the second half you know in a lot of scenarios they're not going to want to run him into the ground either that's the kind of balancing act they've been doing with him and Chubb which they've been allowed to do because the two of them are so good Um, but yeah definitely like he's been he's been good up to now without with Chubb being there so you would assume that he'll be even better without yeah. Chubb so that's that. why we're selecting him as the, as the best pick there. You know? And the worst pick uh, was the sixth pick by the Unhappy Gallaudets, uh who picked AJ Green in the eighth round, who really is a shadow of his former self and, uh, you know, uh, has barely got into double digits over four weeks. Uh, and, and it's really the third or fourth choice at this point uh, for Joe Burrow's eye when he's on the field. Yeah. Um, this was, 
Someone, someone was going to be taking a chance on AJ Green here, and we could have been talking about him being the best pick in his respective round very easily. It was that kind of scenario from from the get go during draft season. He was either going to be, you know, right there, top ten receiver one, or you know, yeah, he was there was no be in between really. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you, no, there was never going to be an in between, and it's. Uh, T. Higgins has really started to to fill in that that second top target for for Joe Burrow after Tyler Boyd. So, uh, yeah, Green is definitely um, waiting in the wind there, sitting absolutely, on his hands. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, into round nine. Our consensus best pick was the first pick by remember the tight ends in Will Fuller. So Fuller, despite putting up a duck egg, uh, he was kind of injured in week two, didn't score anything. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Um, He's been pretty good since, uh, consistently in double digits. Yeah, if they can uh, manage to keep him fit at all, like there's a huge gap in the targets with Nook not being there. That he's taking a lot of them now, and do you know what I mean? He's a he's a big dude who's able to run. He's a big downfield threat. Uh, he's good catching. And it's a lot easier to figure out which one is which because Nook's not there anymore and you're not looking out for the dreadlocks. The dreadlocks now you know as Will Fuller instead of you don't know, still don't know which one is. I mean, his game at the weekend against Minnesota, he got seven targets, he caught six receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. That's the kind of production you're getting from him and, uh, you know. And also, Brandon Brandon Cooks just hasn't been working out for them so far, so... I mean, it's it's it, it's his uh it's his uh wide receiver room to, that's to it, dominate. That's it. Uh, our consensus worst pick of the ninth round was pick number five for the second round in a row. The unhappy Galladay's got a bad one in Sony Michelle, who uh, who really hasn't uh, hasn't done much uh, as kind yeah. of expected, you know. Yeah, he's he's been a, a mixed bag up and down, a little bit hurt here, not so hurt there, but I mean their backfield is is kind of up and down as well. Uh White um you know, he had some family problems there. Um prayers go out to him and his family. Um he he hasn't been there for the last two games. Burkhead's breaking out for games here and there. Now Harris is back from injury. I mean, there's a whole mess of them there in that backfield that are all, they're all going to be as unreliable, I think, as each other in a way, because there's just too many of them taking that, yeah, taking absolutely, snaps. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's it. Into round ten, best pick of round ten so far was taken by myself with Deontay Johnson with the eighth pick of the tenth round. Uh, Johnson um, has appeared, has all the appearances of taking over the first uh, being wide receiver one for the Steelers ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster. He went out injured in the third game early, but up until that he was in double-digit targets. And, uh, you know, it looks like the guy going forward. Yeah, um, as you know, I was pretty high in him coming into this year. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's a case that that Juju, maybe not capable of being the number one. And he needs that guy on the other side of the field. And Deontay Johnson's ready to step into those shoes. Essentially, uh, he's been playing well, and he does a bit of everything. He does a bit of special teams too. I mean, he's a great fancy player. Um, and, and Big Ben seems to be targeting him yeah, a lot when he's on the field. Absolutely. So that's our view of the top 10, um, the top 10 rounds uh, and where we stand through four weeks. Um, a few other honorable mentions for um, for the later rounds. Some of the best picks so far, Shake and Bake took C.D. Lamb the 11th round. Uh, they also took Joe Burrow in the 14th. Both of those uh, seem to be working out so far. Cam Newton was taken by Easy Company 101 in the 14th. Again, if he gets over his... Uh, his sniffles, uh, he'll be back scoring points, uh, no doubt, for the Patriots. Uh, the unhappy Galladay's took uh, Henderson in the 18th, who uh, 
has all the appearances of being able to take over that Rams backfield uh, if he could just stay healthy. Um, the 20th round saw myself taking T. Higgins, who uh, who really looks like a favourite of Joe Burrows early. And Mr. Relevant, last pick of the draft, was taken by, remember, the tight ends in Joshua Kelly, who he since dropped and was picked up by unnecessary roughness. But Kelly... Uh, was siphoning touches away from Austin Eckler, uh, and with Eckler out of the picture, could be a good one going forward. Yeah, for sure, Kelly in particular could be a good one going forward for the next couple of weeks anyway. But he was doing, he was doing the business and enough to be a, a flex play weekly, even with Eckler there. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he does now with an extra one yeah, with the extra absolutely. workload. I mean, Justin Jackson is still going to get some touches as well, so it'll be interesting to see now um, what what the share is even between him and Justin Jackson. That's it. Some of the worst picks that we picked for the later rounds, uh, the 11th round saw Cleveland Steamers take Marvin Jones Jr., who uh, who really hasn't put it together for the Lions, uh, despite the fact that Kenny G has been out until last week. Um the unhappy holidays were unhappy with their draft at the end of the draft, and no doubt we've got a triplet of, of poor picks in John Ross in the 12th, Bo Scarborough in the 16th, Carlos Hyde in the 17th, all of them since off his roster. Uh, none of them uh, have played much, really. Um, didn't get, haven't got too many snaps, snaps uh, despite being fit. Um Round 14, so I remember the tight ends take uh, Chris Herndon, who, uh, despite all the hype and all the uh, the apparent skill set, uh, really is doing nothing. Uh, round 16, saw the Nina football team uh, take, uh, take uh, Deshaun Jackson, who, again, hasn't worked out, uh, hasn't played well when he's fit, is unfit. More often than he's fit, maybe, but uh, even when he's got his chances there with the Eagles, hasn't taken them. And in round 17, uh, I took Irv Smith Jr. at tight end, who uh, they were lining up uh, as almost a wide receiver in the offseason, apparently, and uh, has really got no target share at all from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, starting with Marvin Jones there, another receiver, clearly not capable of being a one has to be has to have someone at the other side of the field for him to really uh take a step forward chris turnden was someone i was excited about coming into the year but has shown absolutely nothing and i'm completely out on him now and anyone to do with the jets they are they trash. sure are uh yeah irv smith oh they're trash Irv Smith, yeah, has been uh, quite disappointing. It still seems to be uh, Kyle Rudolph's job there, uh, which is a little bit baffling because he's not, he's not exactly mm. class or anything. Um, John Ross is, I mean, it's that was kind of a backup play for AJ Green, I think. Because that's who he took earlier, but I mean, it's clear T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are, are the one and two there at the moment. Um, why Bo Scarborough was drafted, it's still baffling to me. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's been no outside of injuries. Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he's a total sick note, but he wasn't. He wasn't doing the business in a struggling Eagles team. Uh, up until he got injured but I think I think even when you pick him it's it's not if he'll get injured it's when he'll get injured that's it that's it alright guys that brings us to a close of our week 4 rundown make sure to uh, keep checking the news uh, checking for those COVID instances and uh, hopefully all games will go ahead and you'll get a full uh a full view of uh, of all scheduled games. Please be aware that week five now brings the first of the scheduled bye weeks. So there'll be no games this weekend for the Packers and the Lions. So if you've got Packers or Lions uh, 
uh, players, you got to find someone else. Let's keep checking the news. Set those lineups. Keep those injured players off your starting teams. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. It's going to get fun now with the bye weeks and the COVID. And now, now it's... Now it's the cat's got to be amongst yeah. the pigeons. See now. who's got the management skills. Yeah, that, this is the difference. This is where you win your championships. Not there at the you draft. go. There you go. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>